Welcome to The Uncomfortable Truth, where we answer the questions we all need to be asking about race and racism in America. I'm Loki Mulholland. And I'm LaVon Brown. And it's time to get, to get uncomfortable. Oh, it was kind of, I don't know, you, you, you kind of waited too long to get jump in. Uh, yeah, I was, because I, <laughs> yes, I did. What happened? I, uh, the, uh, I have a lot of, uh, I have a cold or something. Yeah, yeah. And okay. I was about to, uh, so, I don't know what I was doing. I got <laughs> caught up. All right, you got caught up in the emotion. Is that, was that what it was? No, yeah, that's what it was. That's <laughs> so, ah, all right. You know, I, 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 I can leave Utah, but I can't leave it alone, I guess. Um, so, on July 4th, the Utah chapter of Black Lives Matter put out this post. And in it, the leader of the Utah chapter of Black Lives Matter said this. When we Black Americans see this flag, we know the person flying it is not safe to be around. When we see this flag, we know the person flying it is a racist. When we see this flag, we know that the person flying it lives in a different America than we do. When we see this flag, we question your intelligence. We know to avoid you. It's a symbol of hatred. What flag is that? The American flag. And she says, we, when we Black Americans, so there's a blanket sweep statement here that all Black Americans, when they see the flag, they know that the person who flies it has to be a racist. I'm laughing because my niece, uh, her husband just became an admiral. admiral in the Navy. Yeah. And I sit there and I'm going, yesterday I was at Megadever's grave in Arlington Cemetery, right. where this World War II veteran right. served. And he served because he believed it was, he needed to. Now I know you have questioned repeatedly, why would African-Americans serve and fight for a country that didn't right. want them? But yet he did. Yeah, but not only that, I give them their due. I mean, right, they, sure. they they fought. They, right. they could have died. So I don't, I never do anything that messes with a soldier mm -hmm. or, or whatever, uh, seaman or anybody, because they're doing what they believe is right. Right. Um, and I respect that. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean anything about the person. That just means that's what they did. They know when they came home, uh, they couldn't vote, they couldn't do a whole bunch of things. And this was their way of saying, when I finish doing this, I'll be treated differently. Right. Uh, some of them believe that. Yeah. When they came home, you know, the GI Bill and all that stuff was denied them, but they tried. Yeah. Um, and I admire that. Uh, so first of all, you don't know that the person is a racist. Right. Uh, they may have some racist tendencies that they don't know about. They may have uh, racial tendencies that they know about. Mm -hmm. The point is you don't know unless you ask them. Right. Uh, I mean, I have, I'm, I understand. <laughs> now, if I see somebody flying a Trump flag, uh, you know it's gonna be big. It's gonna do anything <laughs> that way. Um, I will question a whole bunch about them, but not necessarily their intelligence. Mm -hmm. 
uh, I learned while I was in the South, and even in, even in the North, that it's not the person that stands out there that tells me, you know, that shouts, you know, I'm a Trumpist, I'm a this. That's not the guy I worry about. Mm -hmm. That's not the guy who, who's wields any power, who's doing anything. Yeah. Except for Lindsey Graham, maybe. Right, yeah. You know, we, get, we excuse him. <laughs> uh, most of the people that, that you, you can't make a statement. See, that's the problem, right? Now, they just, that whole statement makes an assumption. Well, it makes two I'm assumptions. Black, I'm none of those things. Well, it makes two assumptions, three assumptions. So one yeah. is the one you just said. You don't know who I am. You right. don't know what I'll do. I, I may not care any more about you than uh, the white man does. As a matter of right. fact, I may care less. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. That's not, that doesn't lead to a conversation. That leads to a lot of mad people. That leads to, that's what you think. Right. Uh, but it doesn't do anything for organizing people. Exactly. And it, it, it automatically makes us, so the other assumption is, is that all Black people see this. So right. now what is so what does that do for those white people who go, yeah, that's just one more thing for them to go, yeah, you see, you see black people right. hate America. Right. Because these people, are, these are the same people who are sucked in on critical race theory and the statues and whatever else. So all they need to see is here's a black person. It's Black Lives Matter. And she said black Americans think we're all racist and that America is, the American flag is a symbol of hate. Now, in some places, the American is. flag is. In a lot of places, it's a symbol of freedom. The problem is there's an assumption in that statement. I mean, that's what, that's what she thinks. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, we have people on the other side of the fence who do the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's just that I, either, I guess we're used to it or there's not there's so few of them that actually come out. For instance, all of the uh, the people that uh, what's what's the first name Taylor Green's first name uh, Taylor Green oh, oh that Marjorie or whatever her name is yeah Marjorie Taylor Green oh, okay yeah, yeah has said all kinds of racist shit. Mm -hmm. She gets treated as an individual, mm -hmm. right? We are not accorded that same privilege, right? So. That's why Margaret Taylor Green can say what she says, and and but you can't. Yeah. Now, because the problem is, is that Margaret Taylor Green has a place in the American society. Right. You don't. Right. And all and that uh, that's unfortunate, but that's true. There are things you just don't say. First of all, it's misleading people. Right. So I, who am thirteen percent of the population. Aha! Uh -huh. All the white people that have the American flag are racist. Mm -hmm. Well, where does that lead me? Right. I mean, somebody just went around my neighborhood and put American flags on every uh, uh, yard. Mm -hmm. All those people that have the American flag are, are, are uh, racist? Right. You, you can't make that. I don't know. I do just get... So and one of the one of the women uh, the woman who started it one of them i know just quit hmm. i don't know why she quit but she just quit the problem is we give uh we excuse the people like that right. we excuse 
uh, Black Lives Matter, the people in Black Lives Matter, who make statements like that, who excuse them, because but now, but but now it becomes ammunition because of they're black. It is. So here's what happens as well. So the story, the story continues. So Janetta Williams is the president of the NAACP, uh, the tri-state area, the Utah State Conference. Uh, and I have to, you know, I do have to say she is also a friend of mine. Um, she came out with a statement. So the NAACP does not agree with that statement and rejects the idea that flying the American flag is a racist message. The flag stands for all people who have lived and served to bring about the best of the American experience, that all people are created equal. Real American patriots have stood for equality and justice for all. While we recognize that the history of our nation is marked with both failures and successes in the treatment of minorities, we know the way forward starts with respect and togetherness for all Americans. The flag represents the highest aspirations expressed from the founding of the Union through the Emancipation, De Emancipation Declaration, the 13th and 14th Amendment to the Constitution, the enactment of the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act, the millions of Americans who support their fellow citizens of all races, national origins, and color. That was Janetta's response. Well, Lex Scott, who's the president of founder of BLM Utah, couldn't leave it alone. She had to respond back. She starts off with a grievance of sorts that she never got any response from the NAACP when she tried to join them and, and whatever else. And how over the last eight years, her work in the civil rights has been hard. It's been painful. Sometimes I have felt lost. I have wanted someone to mentor me, someone to guide me. There's no handbook for civil rights. I wish that there was, but there isn't. I have always tried to support the NAACP. I have, I have told people to buy membership. I have told people to support their work. I'll continue to do that. On the Hill, when it came to police reform, Black Lives Matter and NAACP have not agreed. We do not agree on the same police reform bills. We have been in many meetings together and many panels. We do not always agree, and that's okay. What I will not tolerate is white organizations pitting black organizations against each other. What is the white organization? That's a great question. And that's not what Janetta was talking about. Her response to Janetta becomes, I will not allow, right. not tolerate white organizations pitting black organizations against each other. That happens frequently. People are constantly trying to pit us against the NAACP. It's not right and I will not call for it. And so the NAACP took the bait. So Janetta responds, because definitely in the news, people were saying these things and they want to group the NAACP together with the Black Lives Matter. And Janetta had to say, hey, wait a second. We do not support what she is saying. This is how we feel about it. This, she didn't say Black Lives Matter is wrong. I think Lex Scott's you know, crazy. That's right. not, she didn't say anything like that. She said, this is what we believe. Right. Lex says, that's that they that Janetta took the bait and that's just white people trying to pit black people against each other. You know, one of the things we ought to be teaching, uh, in addition to you know what history was like uh in the movement, is how one goes about uh fighting a war. Mm. Uh here's two groups of people. Uh, that ought to be together doing what they do. And instead, this person from Black Lives Matter just wants to fight. Right. Uh, she wants to be 
the queen bee, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, because first of all, I don't know of any white organization. I don't know who she's talking about. Maybe she's talking about the NACP. I don't know. Or the uh, press or whomever else. But there were arguments among the NACP, the Muslims, uh, SNCC, all, you name it, back mm -hmm. in the day. But when the push came to shove, they knew how to do it in the dark uh, and then come out fighting right. their own way. Uh, we never got in the way of the NACP doing what it wanted to do. Uh, and some members of the NACP supported what we were trying to do. Yeah. And let's be honest, uh, SNCC could not afford those lawyers that we were getting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and we didn't know the people that we were getting. Could so even afford the bail. Somebody had to be doing that. So I, I think that's a problem. Just because Black Lives Matter is the lead organization in what's going on, the NACP isn't taking anything away from you mm -hmm. by having saying what they want to say, doing what they want to do. They're actually fighting the same battle. They just disagree with how. Right. They're not creating a division. They're just saying, this is the way we fight. That's the way you fight. This is what right. we believe. That's what you believe. But so but when but but let me ask you this: but Is the NAACP obligated? Did Janetta do the right thing? Because she, Lex Scott, comes out and says this, obviously very you know um, very striking statement. It's a, it it's going to get it's it's going to breathe air into into some people into some arguments. And that's exactly uh, what happened. Yeah, and when I actually started Googling it in Google News and searching for it in Google News, uh, boy, uh, so many right-wing rags and so forth picked up on it and were using it. Is, is the NAACP obligated to come out and say something? Or, 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 or because, and let me say this, because if, if, if Lex had simply said, BLM Utah believes this. Right. Instead, she said, all black people believe this. Right. So Janetta Williams, an African-American woman, says, hold on. That's not what all African-Americans believe. We at the NAACP of Utah believe this. Right. That's, that's a, the right thing. Right. Because I have to wonder if Lex had left it alone and just simply said, BLM Utah, this is a statement we are making. As a matter of fact, a third person, another civil rights activist in Utah, uh, Kamal Ahmad, said on Twitter, quote, this group has gone too far, meaning BLM. The American flag is not a symbol of hate. BLM Utah does not speak for the black population in this state. Right. It would be greatly appreciated if their leadership took ownership for their personal feelings, experiences, and personal views. Right. That is uh, the best way to have the fight done. As opposed to the NACP, does, that was enough, what he just said. Mm -hmm. And then the NACP stays quiet and does what it does. Right. Uh, now, they have no way of knowing that he's going to do that. Right. He's going to say that. And you may, and a lot of us will feel that way. But I think the person in the NACP was simply trying to say, you know, you're leading people astray and you are causing problems where there are none instead of fighting the problem that exists. Right. 
Now, yeah. now let me ask so you this. We're fight it over the NACP, and you guys go ahead and fight the way you're fighting. Yeah. Uh, but don't call every black person. Don't speak as if you speak for every black person. You speak for a segment. Right. You speak for some people, but you're using the name Black Lives Matter. Uh, well, and, and in particular, she is saying oh, when we Black Americans see this flag. So, so a little background for Utah here. The NAACP has always been, uh, you know, the main civil rights organization in Utah. Right. Black civil rights organization in Utah. Right. Uh, Janetta Williams has done a phenomenal job. Um, she's been the leader there for gosh, at least 20 years. Um, she's very, very well connected. She's a very uh, soothing presence, if you will. She works with everybody as in a state that is 98, that has 2% black, uh, if that, I think it's maybe 1.8%. Right. But she works with the, with the predominant church there. She works with the leadership there. And it's a very pragmatic approach, which is what's always been the NAACP's, you know, methodology. Um, but things do get done. Now, uh, then comes Black Lives Matter, you know, sucking up all the air, if you will, uh, justifiably so. They're out there in the streets. They're they're hitting it hard. Things explode in 2020, and uh, and Black Lives Matter is in the forefront of that. So. Uh, the problem is, is what did they accomplish? Right. I mean, well, they got a lot of money. Who got a lot of money? Black Lives Matter. Yeah. But you've also seen a lot of corporations uh, start to do a few things. Um, you know, you, you watch uh, the, the, the NBA playoffs and so forth. You're seeing statements and things up there. I mean, there's, there's a lot more going on. Obviously, something happened. Right. Which we need to give Black Lives Matter credit for as well, right. that suddenly now you're getting this backlash, like in like in Texas and so forth. You're seeing all these things taking place. Uh, that's Black Lives Matter, you know, put it on the map. I mean, courtesy yeah, of courtesy of Trump out. blowing it up. If but, it started out with anybody who believes in this, who follows this flag is a racist, uh, is a racist. Mm -hmm. statements like that then black lives matter wouldn't have gone anywhere sure because you just wiped out everybody right uh because you wiped out a lot of black people and most of the white people mm -hmm. unless, you know except for the ones who are crazy because you just call, you just said all of them are racist right they're not so i think the way it was rolled out the way black lives matter attacked the problem I think that was correct. I think having all those people out in the street, certainly here, it toned down that kind of rhetoric. Mm -hmm. And the Black Lives Matter leadership realized that their help could come from anywhere at any time. Right. And that they needed people like the white people, the red people, the Chinese, they needed all of that. To and be other organizations. Right. So maybe in Utah, they didn't see that, then you weren't paying attention to what Black Lives Matter is doing. You go upstate New York, you see Black Lives Matter signs. Right. And now ain't many Black people up there, so there must be a lot of white people who say, you're right, we mm -hmm. got to stop this. 
you go out to Hollywood, you see Black Lives Matter, but you see people working with others. Right. They're not racist. They're mad about what's happened and they're willing to accept anybody who's willing to fight the fight, either verbally, well, not physically, but verbally, certainly. Right. And that's what they got. This person that lives in, that saying this in Utah, uh, I don't think so. So as soon as we get rid of the people who feel guilty, those corporations, mm -hmm. people who feel they should do something, not nothing will be happening through that organization in the state of Utah. Right. Black Lives Matter will be accomplishing a whole bunch worldwide. But in the state of Utah, if that's the statement you're making, and that is your leadership, I'll let you tend to one that people are going to back away from that organization. Right. They don't want to be affiliated with that. No, why would you? Right. And so from the standpoint of Janetta, then representing the NAACP, saying we don't represent that. Right. That's a critical move there. But like you said, the third party that jumps in just comes in and says, hey, look, he says, does not speak for the rest of us in this state. And it, hey, we'd appreciate it if your leadership took ownership of their own personal feelings. Right. And, and personal views. Right. Uh, and, 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 and maybe that's just a lack of, it could be, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know all the circumstances behind why Lex said what she said. Uh, you know, she might've had a run in with someone who was waving an American flag and cursing her out and saying all lives matter and that sort of stuff, or she could have had, it, it could be a, a number of things, or it's just a lack of, ex, you know, professional experience. I, I think that's part of it. And I think it's not dealing with the public per se, you know, it's not realizing that you could be hurting the very people you're trying to help. Right. Because you just made a statement that we're all bigots. Mm -hmm. white, the white people are bigots and the black people are bigots because right. we don't like white people. You right. can't trust them. So when, 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 when an organization that is predominantly white reaches out to help me, I can't accept that help right. because I can't trust you. Right. What kind of statement is that to make? And what type of politician in Utah in particular is going to want to want to talk to you. I, I don't think so. You're in the wrong place. Right. And there are a lot of black people that feel that way, but they don't say anything. Right. And they don't, first of all, they don't lead anything, but, but they certainly don't say anything. You, nothing's going to happen from that person. But then on top of that, now you've also, I mean, you've, you've, you've got African-Americans that live there uh, some of my fraternity brothers there who serve in the military, yeah. you know, who, you know, who are proud of the flag. Right. Uh, and, and now what have you done? See, there's nothing wrong with the flag because we all live under that flag and the, the progress that's been made is under it. Mm -hmm. uh, the progress to be made is under it. Mm -hmm. It's different than you know, the, the, the regimental flag out of, where is it, Virginia, wherever it is. Yeah, the Northern Virginia the battle flag. flag. Right, yeah. It's totally different. Than, and we know what they stand for. Right. We're clear on that. But hmm. when you come to the American well, flag. Most of us are clear on it. There's a mix. Right. There's a mix. And all that most of the people want is an equal opportunity. And if you're saying that this flag does not offer anybody an equal opportunity, uh, what are you saying? Right. You're going to have another flag or, uh, you know, what's the message here? Yeah. 
It's an interesting point you made there, though, that the Confederate flag represents only one thing, and that's hate. That's slavery. That's segregation. Yep. The American flag represents a lot of things. Yeah, it does. Yes, and some of it is slavery. Yeah. Some of it is Jim Crow. Yeah. But it's also emancipation. Right. It's also, you know, the work that's that's gone forth today. It's it's you know equal rights and so forth. I mean, it represents a lot of people in a lot of places and a lot of a lot of faces. Right. Exactly. Exactly. We, as a matter of fact, the battles that 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 Black Lives Matter or any organization fights is allowed because under that flag. Right. But let me ask you this though, because because you, you, you said back in the day, yeah, you might have had your differences, but you never aired them out loud. You came you came together. So yeah. should Lex Scott of Black Lives Matter called up Janetta Williams and said, hey, I'm putting out this statement. On the 4th of July, what do you think? Or is she entitled to just run roughshod like that and just fire it out there? You know, damn the torpedoes, if you will. Uh, well, if you're working together in a state as an organ as, as organizations and civil rights, you have to realize that what one person said reflects on every all the organizations. They're working. They might be working for the same purpose, but they are not working together. No, de well, definitely not. I mean, NAACP didn't always work together with what well, they did with SNCC in regards to providing money and so forth. But at the end of the day, are you obligated to, as an organization for civil rights, obligated to work? To, to at least let them know what's going on and give them a chance to go, well, hold on, don't say all black people, hold on. Right. They should do that. First of all, it's, 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 it's giving everybody a heads up, right. but it's also a way of asking for input. Right. It, 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 it's saying that, you know, we're in this together. What do you think of this? Right. And I would, I would venture that the reason uh, she didn't offer the statement for any kind of criticism is because she didn't want any. Right. And she wasn't feeling she was getting cooperation with the NAACP anyways. Right. For whatever she, reason. That's not what she wanted. Yeah. Uh, and she doesn't want the NAACP getting credit for doing anything. She wants the credit. Right. I've never met this person. I don't know anything about him, but I'm telling you that I believe that's what that is. Right. What, what's remarkable when you look at her statement in the first paragraph, she says the word I 20 times in response. That's just the first paragraph. You know, wow. Janetta never said I once. And in her response, she's kind of going after Janetta as well. And the NAACP. Wow. The Janetta never goes after her and never goes after Black Lives Matter. How could you say her statement? I when you're talking, you're supposedly talking for an organization. Well, apparently all black people, because that was her statement in the beginning. She said she starts off saying we as black Americans dot dot dot. But then her follow up statement is all I. Yeah, even in the first, I mean, so. Yeah, I. I and this is no. and, and again, this it, part of her point is, is, is so she makes this statement as well that Janetta took the bait. 
that these are just white organizations who are trying to pit us against each other, be it the news or whomever, and, you know, probably, you know, the, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you know, and all these different things. However, uh, the very fact that she didn't even give Janetta the opportunity, the heads up, right. she created this scenario. What was Janetta supposed to do? If she said nothing, what would have happened? By saying nothing, are you saying that you agree? Or is it the back, back, or does she just not want to breathe life into it even any further? I, I like, I, I kind well, of felt that Janetta was kind of put into a corner. Clearly, people were calling. Made, the statement was made on Facebook. Uh, I don't know where her original statement was made, but it was one of those sort of press release type things that she would you know, have done. It, it, a it Facebook post, on, a Facebook post. So it depends on a couple was, of things. It's not on Facebook. I would have said was what you feel, you know. I would have I would have worded it and made it very short, mm -hmm. uh, because what you're dealing with there is somebody who, I don't know, uh, if you well, let me go let me back up. If you feel it's worth it, you call a person and say we need to talk, mm -hmm. and you get the person to issue a statement that says, you know, maybe I overstepped or maybe I did whatever. If it's not somebody you think you're going to work with in the future. You make the statement very short, very sweet, to the point, and don't try to respond to every state, every point that she made, because then you're, you're fighting for people, mm -hmm. and you have a reputation, NACP does, of being an organization that doesn't need to do that, right. or doesn't do that, might need to, but that's another story. Right, right. It doesn't do that. That's not how it fights. Mm -hmm. You had to be careful that you don't sink to somebody's level like that. Right. Uh, but that you say in three or four sentences, you know, uh, NACP does not believe in X, NACP does not believe in X, and we will continue our fight mm -hmm. with these rules, period. Let the person fight with themselves. Right. Anybody that gets in the line and to fight with her is out of their mind anyway. You know, you can, you can't win with a person like that. Right. Because they will go to any lengths to prove you wrong. Right. To protect yeah. themselves at that point, their own ego. Huh? To protect their ego. Yeah, that, that's it. That's all. That's what it's all about. Yeah. You know, I, I, I know. That's the way I feel. I mean, what was what? What would be the goal of a statement like that? I, that if you need something done, you come to me. Hmm. Uh, you don't go to the NACP. I feel that it is not an organization that is fighting on your behalf. Well, well and I mean the initial statement even. What is the objective of a statement, of, of that initial statement that she makes? So the initial statement, when we Black Americans see the flag, we know the person flying is it, not safe to be around. Well, there's no logical point. But okay. the point in making it is that, uh, trust me. Right. Trust, yeah. She's pretending to be, well, she's, she's positing herself as Black Lives Matter, but what, she's talking about her. Because mm -hmm. uh, what she's made is an incorrect statement. Why should we try to fix that? Mm. You know, that's like, you know, the one thing I admire about Joe Biden is he won't talk about what Trump does. Right. The Trump statement. Let me right. put that out there. I'll say that all Black people know 
that anybody that flies the American flag is a racist. So let's let's say the governor comes to Janetta, who's the head of the NAACP in Utah, comes and says, Janetta, what was that about? You go, hey, you know, you know that's not what we're about. But do you, do you, is that what you do, or do you do you now all of a sudden got to make a public statement, or do you just you just deal with it when it comes to you on a one on one basis? But you don't you let somebody else make it, right? Anything that has to be said, somebody of stature, but you tell them that I don't know where she got that from. If you feel the need to, or if she has somebody, you know, pretty high up that that uh, that who is black. Mm-hmm who re- wants to refute that, please do. Right. Because she's trying to pick a personal fight with her. Right. Not Which clearly her. became the case because once once Janetta makes that statement, responds to it, now all of a sudden she's 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 calling out Janetta. So clearly that became, whether that was her initial gender or not, but right. that's definitely what it became. Right. Now it's, it's so, I, and the point I bring all this up is, is not, to discuss whether or not the American flag is a symbol of hate and all these other different things. But for those who are out there in the fight, these organizations, when you when you are involved in this, this type of movement, just one more time for the people in the back, how do, you, how do you work together when you've got varying viewpoints on how to approach a problem? As organizations, what's the lesson we can take from how the end, how, how the different organizations in, the, in, in during the civil rights movement worked. Well, I'll tell you what we did in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. That's what COFO was all about. COFO is? Congress of Federated Organizations. Okay. Which, which, was, which only, was what? All the organizations mm-hmm. that were fighting Jim Crow in the state of Mississippi joined. Why did they form up? What, what was the history behind? Because they were all fighting the same battle Mm-hmm. And they didn't want to be fighting each other to do it. So How, why, why would they be fighting each other? Let me ask that question. Well, Medgar could have said the NACP doesn't fight the way you young people do, so we don't want anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. And we're going to make sure that everybody understands what you're doing. We're not mm-hmm. going to, right? Or we could have said the NACP is a bunch of slow ass people, and we're not going to wait for them to do anything. Mm-hmm. That's what happened anyway. But right. we had Mega's blessings. Right. Mega had ours. Mm-hmm. Right. You do what you got to do. We're going to do this over here. Uh, and now, it didn't start out that way, but we had a conversation about here's what we're going to do. So when the voting starts, Amzi and those people will help us fight the Voting Rights Act mm-hmm. or the Voting Rights Act. And we would keep doing the demonstrations. Right. So it was. You do what you want to do, but here's how you do it. So COFO became a way for, so was COFO a way for the organizations to come together to discuss these points and how you're going to collectively approach this from your different tactics? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. That's what, that's what it was all about. Because I'm just going to play devil's advocate here for a moment. Obviously fundraising is a critical thing for any organization. So, you know, where's the money coming from type of thing. And so, Black Lives Matter, Utah, Janetta, you know, NAACP, Utah, they're going after the same dollars in a sense at times. Right. So in Mississippi, during the civil rights movement, obviously most of the funding was coming from the North anyways. Right. But uh, the money still has to come in. People still have, these organizations need this. Did, did, did COFO help kind of 
consolidate some of that funding needs or? Well, it was, it was sort of the money that you're getting, what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. How can we help? So okay. the, the NAACP, uh, the Legal Defense Fund is how we got a lot of lawyers mm -hmm. working on things. And then there were volunteers, of course, too. Right, right. Uh, but if we had to pay bail or something like that, in the beginning, before COFO, you know, it was a matter of how much money can you raise? How much money will they give? Can SNCC raise? Right. Who needs the money? Mm -hmm. Anybody doesn't need money equally. And for what? And for what? Yeah. Because in the state of Mississippi, where you had to pay all these bonds, uh, all those weren't SNCC people. Some of them were core people. So you need, if, 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 uh, 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 SNCC had the money, then it doesn't matter who, we just get them out of jail. Right. We want them to stay in jail, okay, we stay in jail. So... Well, then you had SNCC people who would who you know, would, would cross the line, if you will, and, and work with the NAACP in respects of in a particular protest. So I'll take, for example, the the, the Jackson sit-in. So that was, that was something that was spearheaded by Medgravers and uh, and, and John Salter, right? My mom was a participant uh, who was, you know, a stick person. Right. But yet she was involved in an NAACP demonstration. Yes. No, now, obviously, obviously, initially she wasn't part of the initial demonstration. Well, the, the, well, the, the, the famous photograph, she wasn't initially involved in that sit-in. She was a spotter down the street from a, from a protest that was kind of a demonstration that was meant to be kind of a but there was a lot of that. Bob right, Stoma right. was a member of SNCC. Mm -hmm. Also a member of the NAACP. Right. So. Well, and Medgar wanted to be, my understanding is Medgar wanted to be part of SCLC. Right, he did. But NAACP wasn't quite down with that. He wanted to be, Meg was, Medgar liked the fact that we were demonstrating too. He didn't, right, right. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't start out that way because the, the NAACP didn't, didn't want that. Right, right. But Medgar thought that was a good idea. Mm -hmm. So you, you can't judge people by an organization name. Mm -hmm. You know, I, you know when, when we first started, well, when I was still- You can't judge an organization by the people either. And we were doing, right. We were doing a whole bunch of stuff. And, you know, we tried to get Martin Luther King to come to Mississippi. And he said he was busy and all that stuff. And there was a fight that went on. Mm -hmm. Which you know about, I think. Uh, but that never get made public. It was never made public. No, wait, wait, which fight was this? Huh? Which fight are we talking about? When they all decided to go on the Freedom Rides. Oh yes, yes. Right, and 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 uh, Dr. King said, you know, something they wanted him to go, and he didn't go. And even even up to the 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 march on Washington, when John was going to give a speech. And they didn't want him to say certain things. So there was all kinds of fights that went on. Right, right. But the movement went on and people never knew. They knew we didn't know oh, everybody they wasn't getting along. But they looked at what individuals were doing. Mm -hmm. So this this whole thing that I mean, what this person should have done was call the NACP and said, look, you know, this is what's upsetting me. Mm -hmm. The NACP can give an opinion. Then the person writes one letter that says, the NACP or whatever does not agree with me, but this is the way I feel about it. Right. Now you got your eye, 
and you got the NACP is off the hook for the kind of person you are. Right. That's how you fight a war. And that's what we did. So would the leadership of SNCC or the leadership, local leadership like Megar Evers uh, of the NAACP, would they, uh, obviously they, they've, they've got some committees, some councils, before they make a statement, would they discuss that with other people within their own organization? Or would they just, you know, fire off something and all of a sudden now you guys are going, well, well wait a second, where's this coming from? No, uh, you discussed that. You, you, you know, the, the folks and the SNCC people in Jackson talked to Jim. Right. Before they went out saying anything. Right. I mean, keep in mind that we, you know, we had memographs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't have uh, EMU the way they do now. But right. the bottom line was that you cleared this. Yes. Any statement you were going to do, you cleared it with the national organization. Well, right? even with the national, but yeah, definitely with the national organization, but that's not how the, that's not how Black Lives Matter is organized. But within their, within, let's say, SNCC Mississippi, right? I'm just going to make something up, right? right. But within SNCC right. Mississippi, uh, even before you're going to clear it with national, would you guys have had that discussion? Hey, look, this is what we want to send up the, the you know, up the chain. Well, yeah, absolutely. Because here's, I have to wonder, you know, is, is and, and again, I, this is all speculation. I don't know Lex that well. I, we've met a couple of times and so forth. I can't say that I know what she's thinking and so forth and what was going on, the circumstances behind all this. But I have to wonder if, if, if this was done in a vacuum. She gets on Facebook, July 4th, she's feeling upset, bam, throws out the statement. And now those who are members of Black Lives Matter Utah are now left holding the bag because right. now she's spoken for them. She doesn't have to, I, I, from my understanding of how they're organized, she's not really accountable to anybody. And that's a problem. Well, that is a problem. I'm sure Janetta Williams called up her leadership and several of them I know and said, all right, guys, we just had this, uh, you know, this, this, this just blew up. I'm getting phone calls from the governor. I'm getting phone calls from the church and so forth and whatnot. How do we want to address this? Let's talk about this. Well, the problem is, that, you know, like I said, you know, she can say whatever she wants, but if people don't buy it, she's not going to go anywhere. Right. And if people know how the organization is, is put together, they'll understand that she could do that. They also understand that she's prone to fly off, she's prone to fly off the handle. Right. Black people should know that. Right. Uh, and But the and wrong that, people also... Say again? But the wrong people buy it as well. And that's where you get those you white organizations, those, those newspapers? That. You can't stop that. Okay. It's like right now they're trying to figure out a way to get people to take shots. Mm -hmm. Calculations, right, right. Because the water has been poisoned by Trump and his his people, right. Although some of them are now beginning to speak up. But you can't put the genie back in the bottle now. Yeah, but you can. Well, you just like you can't do anything about this woman, right? Except keep doing what you're doing and go around them, right. And see, the dilemma that gets posed, the reason this question, this is a question at all, is because we have come to depend on Black Lives Matter for getting stuff done throughout mm -hmm. the country. Right. And although I think Derek Johnson of the NAACP is, you know, is starting to try to 
Derek Johnson of the NAACP, he's been pushing. He's been doing a lot better, getting things moving. My thing is, Ella Baker mm-hmm. warned us about having leaders, right. identifying them. Because leaders, once they are identified, begin to think too much of themselves mm. and they stop us from accomplishing things. So all I'm saying is the NAACP has probably been in Utah a long time. And it is a different kind of organization. People that want to go follow Black Lives Matter will do so. Right. People that want to follow the NAACP will do so. Once she has issued that statement, there's nothing we can do about it. Right. You can talk to her, but if she wants to be what she sounds like she wants to be, she's not going to back off from anything because her interest is not in changing things without her getting the credit. Right. So here's the thing then. So for those who are listening, who are involved, what I'm taking away from this is if you're in the fight, you've got your own organization, you're doing what you're doing. Just make sure you keep doing what you're doing the right way. Right. And that when another organization comes in and creates a firestorm, those who know you and ask you about it, you can sit there and fall back on, Bob, you know who I am. You know what we're about. You know that's not you know that's not what we're about. Right. So what I came to talk to you about today was XYZ. Right. And then you move on from that. Because you've got the relationships, you've established your credibility for people to know who you are, even when there's a wild hair out there. And, and, and if she offer to talk to her. Yeah. If she wants to talk, fine. And you just, the only thing is, is that your message is, this is what we want. Mm-hmm. This is how we operate. This is what you can do for us. All right. This is what we want. This is how we operate. And this is what you can do. This is what you can do for us. That's a great takeaway. And I, that's what you do. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't see doing anything else. Yeah. Now, now, Levon, real quick, I want to I want to jump back to Ella Baker real quick because I was, I was I was at my mom's house the other day, and uh, there was a book on the shelf about Ella Baker. And I said, "Hey, did you ever meet Ella Baker?" She goes, "Oh yeah." So I was like, "Oh well, mom, that was a uh, that didn't come across too positive." You know, there was just something in her voice and the way she said it. I said, "What's what's the story?" Right, and uh, she said, "Well, she sent me a letter once." and was basically kind of calling me out and trying to tell me that I was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm spread too thin, I'm doing too much, I'm in too many places and, you know, and doing too many things. But basically like I was, she says, but I, I never went anywhere that I wasn't invited to be, right? I never put myself in places. I was invited to be in places. And so she had me all wrong and so forth. Yeah, I just, that just kind of irritated me. Now. Mind you, my mom was what, 20 years old, right? So, you know, and I was like, oh, wow. Do you still have the letter? Because I'm like, man, you got a letter signed by Ella Baker. She goes, oh, no, I threw that thing away. And I'm like, that sounds like my mom, too. Yeah, <laughs> but you, I, you, guys, you guys were kids. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, I understand that. But uh, that's, that's, that's like saying, I know what I'm doing, and I don't need you to tell me. Right. Um, I have nothing. I I think that in that situation, that's a personal thing, right? Uh, you know, your mom likes uh, Stokely. I'm not overly fond of him. Mm-hmm. 
but that's me. Right. You know, and, and so I don't, you know, when I first started with Medgar Evers, his thing was, you guys need to uh, calm down. Mm -hmm. He would come to the office and tell us that. Uh, so if I took that approach, I would never have talked to uh, Medgar Evers mm -hmm. ever again. Mm -hmm. So you, you well, got to be careful who you write off. Well, my mom's pretty stubborn. Well, that's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be careful who you write off. Yeah. Because just because they differ or because they made a mistake. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, what was your what was what was your interactions with Ella Baker like? Well, because my I didn't know her well, mm -hmm. but like when we got out of the uh, Hines County Penal Farm, mm -hmm. we met her, mm -hmm. and I was like sixteen, seventeen maybe. Uh, but it was about when the when the when we filed the suit against the the Hines County Penal Farm, mm -hmm. she was there mm -hmm. talking to us about what happened and who was what and. So uh, I was very impressed by the way she dealt with us. Yeah. Um, I didn't see her after that. I read what she wrote and uh, other people talked to her, but mm -hmm. I was just always impressed by uh, her knowledge. Yeah. And how she went about getting things done. Mm -hmm. um, that, was, that was my take. Yeah. And to this day, I, I still feel the same way that it was people like her mm -hmm. that, uh, helped us get stuff done. Yeah. And that's that's what I think of. I still think that. And allowed you to say, here's what we want. Here's what we're about. Here's how you can help. That's it. Right on. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, LaVon. Oh, my pleasure. It's good seeing you. Oh, good to be on the call again. It is, man. It is. We should do this more often. All right.